When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Finish your yules and rewrite the rules, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. We're back. Woo! Everyone's had a nice Christmas, haven't they? Mm. I fucking have. There's one who has, and that name is Pete Donaldson. And a happy new year. Woo! Agreed. My name's Marcus, and Jim's here. Hello. Luke's also here. Give me one good reason why I should ever make a change. The voice. Right. Luke, Health. The, the voice more. Um... Everybody all good form. Everyone had a nice Christmas. Yeah, we had a week lovely. off. Lovely, very naughty of us. The footballers certainly didn't have a week off. No. They had a. Fu- they Pete had a busy week. Yeah, they did. A lot That's of people a busy did. week. A lot of people did. <laughs> I'm um, loving the. I love the Christmas football. I know part of me thinks that you know it's a bit uncultured not to have a Christmas break because everyone else does it and, and they seem much more forward thinking than us. Mm. But I bloody love it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been buying almost daily now TV subscriptions for the, um, for, the, <laughs> for, the for the, the <laughs> daily access to the Sky Sports Channel because I don't have Sky. It's just like it's just constant buying of these vouchers. I think Boxing Day football's good. Oh, hi Sky Sports! Please give me a subscription. Yeah. Pathetic. Well, it's not. It's not Sky. 
Sports would be Now TV, wouldn't it? Yeah. I yeah. can't get Sky Sports, I'm on BT. Either way, you're whoring yourself out. <laughs> Did you get an Now album for Christmas? No, I didn't, no. Oh, OK, that, that would have been 12. fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are a DJ. So you yep. need to be up with it. You I need do. to be up with it, is <laughs> all I'm saying. I, um, uh, I like Boxing Day football. I think New Year's Day football's quite nice because everyone it kind of wakes the population up again. Yeah. The one in between is unnecessary. No, but I, th- <laughs> I, think, I think I'm right in saying that most football clubs get their highest attendances over the Christmas period. So it's very important for them. Mm. Well, um, Louis van Gaal wouldn't agree with you. No. It's also, it's, it reminds me a little bit of the World Cup in that it's just always on. <laughs> I went the first couple of days when you realise it actually sinks in that during the World Cup you're having three games of quality yeah. competitive football a day <laughs> is absolutely fantastic. Actually, one of the things the World Cup opening is missing is is presents. So maybe maybe we can sort of start well, that rolling. Why be, like, be like Christmas. Have generously suggested a Christmas World Cup when Qatar comes And on. they get lots of presents themselves, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they're Often self-given. They're opening presents all year round. <laughs> they have a surplus of presents. And yeah. when they give presents, <laughs> yeah. they want to take them back. Greg yeah. Dyke's still got the watch. He's been yeah. hounded. He's the only one. Yeah. He's the only one out of the 65 delegates or something like that. So yeah. he knows what time the meeting Never is. Never at- <laughs> <laughs> Once a year. That's what he said. He knows How am I going to know when <laughs> to turn up? This is a special <laughs> FIFA watch. Yeah. Maybe you get a little email, only on the watch. There's like, it's like there's the bat signal or something. <laughs> There's like 26 hours a day on the watch. It's like, time for like eating and stuff? That's very true. How am I going to know when to go to prison? <laughs> Someone will come for you. Aye. Yeah. Do but it's unlikely as a FIFA man. It's very, go. very unlikely. I'm a FIFA man. Yeah. They'll go to a FIFA jail. Like, not collect like when those, you know, massive criminals in South America build their own jails. It'll be like that. It'll be exactly if they like ever go down. Mm. It's called FIFA House. Yeah, that'd FIFA Court. FIFA Our House, if you will. <laughs> um, we haven't even said the opening question yet. Blimey O'Reilly getting ahead of ourselves talking about the World Cup. The next one's in three and a half years. A sobering thought. Yeah. Mm. And you need to sober up listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if if, if ever there's a time of year where that's needed. Just for the just for the run-up into New Year's Eve um, at the time of recording. If you could make a New Year's resolution for a person who operates in the world of football, or a, or a body, if you, if you prefer that, what would you come up with for whom or what, Jim? Well, obviously, um, a lot of New Year's resolutions are, are quite similar every year, aren't they? It's people that have overindulged in the festive season and maybe want to get in shape a little bit. Also, people reevaluate their lives at the end of the year just because of the general sort of crushing um, existential malay of, of, of existence um, and so what I would do this well, that's year that's all year round is, for me well, but. Yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 myself as well but it yeah. reaches a sort of head around yeah. this time doesn't it somebody's um, got to give absolutely so you make a little resolution um, <laughs> and I, f- for me this year I would choose for Mario Balotelli to like you know maybe start doing a bit of exercise you know just sort right. of like run, around. run a bit you know have a little bit of you know try and get fit a little bit Work just do a bit more be a little bit more active you know maybe actually maybe actually fucking do something <laughs> so Maribel will tell you to try harder to try yeah yeah mm. just to try just to, to he's, he's good he's very good we miss him we, we do because <laughs> we've not currently got him have we Liverpool fans we've got mm. him in body but not in spirit exactly Peter mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more mm. uh, Luke there's a um, man in body and spirit hello hi everyone what a I, body I think I would get Alan Kerbishley <laughs> to take a job <laughs> <laughs> I know he had that Fulham technical role, but that mm. was come on. I mean, everyone was getting a job there. That was like full empo- employment in post war Britain. Everyone, everyone had a job there. <laughs> <then. laughs> um, We've all been Fulham technical director. I mean, I, I think 2015 could finally be the year that Curbs, <laughs> Big Curbs, gets back on the horse. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. I think I was. I believe my, my memory's not that good, but I believe I was with Marcus once when I asked him a question or two. At, yeah, you did. At a Q and A session. It was, it was at Villa Park. He seemed like a nice chap. Mm. So I think he's got a lot to offer. I'd like to see him get back on the horse, get a job. And I'd actually like to see it 
be at Fratton Park. But I don't think it will happen. Really? Yeah, he's a bit low down. He knows what he's doing. He's sticking the boot in. I like the idea that... For him, he hasn't had a proper job in five years. I like the idea of his parents coming and saying things like this. Peter Reed's in Thailand, come on. Yeah, it must be something... Come on, Alan. Yeah. You're better than this. Alan Kerbishley... Alan Kerbishley is not above any job. He should be... He should be... Portsmouth's a project for someone. That's what I'm saying. A project. Like a smashed gate. I'll take... Yeah, I'll take... Portsmouth is the wall that's fallen down at the back of the garden behind the shed. Yeah. You don't want to do it, don't but you know, it. when you get cracking, it's going to be bloody great. Yeah. But you can leave it for a while and you'll be okay. Oh, it's yeah. been left for ages. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also are running right. Yeah. It's become overgrown. You mm. can barely see it. When McLaren got the England job in those heady days, uh, Kerbishley was interviewed for it. Mm. Mm. Just so it shows the calibre and quality. I'll take Kerbishley. Yes. I'll take Benitez. Well, hang on. Oh, I'm just but for the Portsmouth job, it's a project. He likes a project. No, <laughs> a fixer-upper. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> a lot of potential. To, Napoli to Portsmouth. But my overall point is, I just want Curbs to get back on the horse. <laughs> Fine, I think we'd all like to see. And right. not that horse you used to throw snowballs at. Fine, Pete. Uh, I'm not particularly concerned about anything, but I am. But uh, for other people, I you would might very be. much like Jose Mourinho to stop talking about things that are not happening on the pitch. Yes, <laughs> I, d- I think I d- that's unrealistic. I don't want him talking about <laughs> things that happen in people's minds. People's Can we go back to Benitez and Portland? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just wish he'd shut up for a bit. Just like the 20 minutes of injury time, he, that kind of thing. He yeah. is doing my love right in me. Surely you'd want, you'd want, you'd want some sort of say in the uh, the next uh, Newcastle manager. Hey, what do you mean minute? if I, what if I had a new resolution? For well, you could. I mean, New resolution, you'd probably have some sort of opinion on who you'd like to be the next Newcastle manager. Because when Pardew was offered the job, you said famously, or famously within these four walls, <laughs> um, don't make me sick in my mouth. He yeah, did, yeah. Mm. And I, I was sick in my mouth. I know, but I'm just saying, would you prefer to have someone well, that doesn't well, make you sick in your mouth? After, you know, four years, I can now finally spit that sick out of my mouth <laughs> mm. uh, onto the floor. Are you preparing for a fresh wretch? <laughs> yeah, well, I do. <laughs> the, well, the spirit yes. of Christmas. <laughs> definitely, Jim. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, well, I, yeah, I mean, I was going to go on. Uh, those lines, Mike Ashley to a point, you know, a Geordie Messiah, maybe big keggy. Yeah, there we go. He's got to be said, ladies and gentlemen. We got it out of the way early. Well, he's okay. done it before, so yeah. and you know, um, a couple more. I th- Tony Pulis to stop wearing a cap on the sidelines. Yeah, and again, not going to happen. But he's going to be in business soon. You would have thought. Hmm. Um, but perhaps uh, the the one I'm actually going to put forward. Um, and this is for everybody in the game. All the football clubs across the land to go back to the old numbering on the back of shirts. Yeah. And none of this silly squad numbering we have at the moment. I'm not too bothered about that. To be I right. am. Doesn't no, bother me. No. The reason I'll tell you something now, right? I re- I'm pleased you brought it up because I've been meaning to talk about this for a while, but I never remember. The squad number thing, I think that's rubbish. I think it's better to have a squad number. Mm. I'll tell you why. Because teams always have squads or clubs always have more than 11 players I stand everyone mm-hmm. knows that right if you go back to the old numbering system you've essentially got to adopt, um, attribute the number to the position mm-hmm. so if you've got a, a manager who likes to rotate likes to use a whole squad and become successful over a period of time there's not going to be any players associated with shirts which I think is a shame yeah. you wouldn't have Thierry Henry number 14 Absolutely. you wouldn't have um, you know whatever Beckham number 7 you wouldn't have Beckham number Beckham 23, 23 at yeah, it wouldn't happen you'd never have that anymore mm-hmm. so you'd never have players assigned shirt numbers and therefore you wouldn't be to retire shirt numbers a la Maldini which is something we're all behind <laughs> so have a think about it and maybe well I've thought about it and I, and I don't agree with you fair enough wasn't this year the year when we like, took a couple of retired numbers so it was kind of like oh come on now <laughs> you've been yeah, yeah, three years come I'm, on I'm not was it Roll retir- yes. Roll at Schalke yeah, yeah. that's right some that's of them are retired too easily I understand that I completely agree no, with no I like Jim the squad really. I like it the fact that 
people, there's competition for the number nine jersey, for the number ten jersey. Mm. That's what they're after. I know what you mean with different mm. positions. If you play a back three, where does the, the you know the number two and three perhaps aren't you? But I don't you think like a kid who's coming up watching football and he, and he loves say Thierry Henry, yeah. and he wants to get a shirt with forty on the back because he loves Henry. Yeah. You wouldn't have that. Yeah, but you would get a shirt with number nine or ten or eleven. Oh, well, don't change things. Let's no, keep things yeah. exactly as they are. Not if I'm no, Jim. I'm actually you. wanting to change things because <laughs> things are the way you're no, saying. No, but you, no, but you, you don't like the fact they have changed. You want to take it back to the old days when everything was sepia and simple. Mm. What, what's wrong with that? Because we, we've moved on. Right? And I didn't really like it. In answer to your question, yes. what about if Henri plays wide one day? Yeah, well, plays up give him seven or eleven. Exactly. So then all those kids who've got his name on the back of their shirt suddenly have an irrelevant shirt. Well, yeah. no, because mm. if you have a player like Henri who, who moves around a bit, then... Um, he or there. any footballer. Yeah, that's true. Next thing you're telling me, you'll be um, one of those against modern football people. Hang on, what are you I talking mean, about? Balotelli's number will never change because he doesn't run around that much. Yeah, he's number 39 for us, by the looks of it. Um, uh, no, that doesn't. Uh, Just avoid yourself your points and let's get on with that it. That doesn't encapsulate my uh, feelings on modern life or modern football or anything. This is a very muggy like... start to the year. <laughs> it is. Calm it down. Well, the year hasn't started at the no. time of recording. Yeah, okay. This is what will happen if people try and go against me. This is, this is <laughs> I will swat them. You'll bore them to death. With my FIFA-branded fly swatter. This is how mm. people are going to be rattled from the old days. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yes, who's got the points? Uh, Kerbishly getting back in. I'll, I'll donate them straight to Alan Kerbishly. Yeah. yeah, it's because a good start for him. When he starts a new job, he'll need points. Yeah, he yeah. can take those into his interview. Yeah. Now. Like, it'll be like vouchers. <laughs> Let's get on with the proper stuff. Big pards. Big Pardiola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone, um, manager of the year 2011-2012, Alan Pardew. You must have a touching uh, tribute uh, to him. Uh, at, the time of recording, at the time of recording, he hasn't officially gone, but he's pretty much gone. Mm. There we go. <laughs> um, uh, it looks like he's the new manager of, of Crystal Palace. Neil Warnock was sacked by, by Palace. Uh, Pete Donaldson, he is will it, do Is that. it kind of a bittersweet moment? You know, he did all right with Newcastle. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he fucking didn't, Marcus. <laughs> well, I don't know. He did all right. Do, yeah. do you know the way I see it? The no, way I see it is A win ratio of 38%. That's yeah. how I see it. In the Prem? <laughs> what do you expect? He's, I mean, he's done okay, hasn't he? he got well, them into some Europe seasons season. he was hitting 27%. Yeah. It was, oh, only, it, was only it was only because Kabai played well one season and it got up to 50. Oh, sorry, Nate Silver. <laughs> have you got an infographic for that? Wait, can I just say, I'll tell you what Pardew's like. You guys are, need to be careful what you wish for. I've said this before. What's happening with Newcastle fans is they're being taken through a particularly spooky forest, okay? <laughs> a wood. A spooky wood, and it's dark. And Alan Pardew is the lead ranger. And yeah, he's a bit annoying. Yeah, he starts fights, and he kicks off and makes rubbish points, and, he, and everyone hates him. But when he goes, who's going to take you through the forest? It's going to be Tim Sherwood, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Who, who, is very, who is very familiar with forests. Because yeah. <laughs> he is one. Yeah. I'm under no illusion of the fact that, you know, what will come in will be an aberration, and I will have to produce another mouthful of bile. But... You know, I'm just sick of the fucking sight of him, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's quite surprising that this has actually happened in the way that it has. Because um, I, I think all of us felt that he, would, he was there for the whole eight years of that contract, and there was nothing <laughs> that was going to unseat him, however badly he did. And suddenly he just, like, just flounces off to Palace at the first opportunity. Jumps for a relegation battle. Coming. Who yeah. jumps for a relegation yeah. battle? It's kind of like, like, we should have fired you. You don't fire us, yeah. we fire you sort of situation, yeah. isn't it, really? And now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take some impossible wreck and make it better than you. <laughs> What about that £160,000 headbutt? 
Yeah. That was good. That was you, good. I mean, if, you, if you're dishing out Alan Pardew's greatest hits, you can talk head, about percentage points all you want. Headbrush. <laughs> that headbutt was magnificent. It cost him 160 grand. Mm. Yeah. Didn't even connect. No. I, I think... I know what you're saying, Jim, about how, how it's ended. It did end not too badly. Yeah, pretty amicably, I would say. That we thought. Um, uh, but that... I mean, would it suggest that maybe the uh, compensation, the millions in compensation that Crystal Palace gave Newcastle United helped subsidise... Alleged debt somebody had to somebody. I don't know. Right. This isn't really the arena for that kind of behaviour. Yeah. Yeah. To be quite frank, Marcus, I'm surprised you brought that up. Really? Let's, yeah. let's just call Pardew what he is the current holder of the Premier League manager of the month. <laughs> 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 oh, four, recording. four derby defeats in a row. Yeah, yeah that's a new uh, record. Conceded more goals than any other Premier League team in 2014. Uh, five, seven wins, something like that, in, in, in ten months. I mean, yeah. those quite, kind um, of accolades. Quite I mean, boring to watch as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But you know, he, he, he would have stayed there for the rest of his contract. I think you know he, he keeps uh, Newcastle as a, a Premier League concern. We buy cheap and sell high. And, you know, Ashley's quite happy with the way things were going. You know, it's not like we're going to get relegated anytime soon. So I think it's uh, mm. uh, it'll just be the same manager again coming in. Kind of, it's, yes, it's, it, 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 I it's think a situation where everyone wins, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a proud day for the investment vehicle. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely. <laughs> but it does. But you say that at the moment, as things stand, presumably goes as we all expect them to everyone wins at the moment but it does depend on who Newcastle get as the next manager mm. because they could I mean the fans could miss out big time if they get someone terrible but it's, 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 gonna be, it's just going to be the same kind of manager you know Pardew was just a yes man for the whole regime it's yeah. going to be hard to find a, a manager that's going to toe the line quite so closely to what Mike Ashley wants to do yeah but Pete joking aside and stuff I don't think any other manager of you of that ilk the type of manager you're talking about could necessarily deliver them like Europa League football like Pardew did. I mean, he did a good job getting them into the... But, 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 but by, uh, by the same token, though, Pardew doesn't look capable of doing that now, and it's all about the now. But that, and that was all about the people he had. He had Demba Bay, he had Papi Cissé, he had um, uh, Kabay, all firing on all cylinders. You know, Czech Teotihuacan was playing well. It, it's very much the, the players that got, got yeah, brought he was in. Getting all the ba- good he, player out of he doesn't sign the players, and he's a yes man for that horrendous him? Mike Ashley regime. Big Joe? It's, well, um, the, the, the no, it's um, Graham Carr, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, the guy who goes out and scouts it. I mean, if he had a, if he had a hand in finding the new manager, I'd be more than willing to back the whole thing. But they the, had a good the win at the weekend, is, didn't they? But the point they were very, awful very in the first ten minutes. You watched that match. It was nice awful. Cissé was lucky, wasn't he? Yeah, ninety-minute yeah. game though, wasn't it? I'm just looking at the results. Here. It's just three-two to Newcastle. So I mean, that's, yeah. that's three points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, the two matches, three matches before that. I mean, that was pretty. Pete, would you happy with that? Remember that match? It's all about the now, according to you. Would you, would you be happy with a straight swap with Palace? Warnock in to Newcastle? Well, that's going to be the, that's going to be. The, well, he's not going to pay any compensation to anyone. So it's pe- basically people who are out of work now. Yeah. So it's going to be Kirby or Sherwood. You know, people are going like Remy yeah. Gardner. So it's, it's not going to be fucking him, is it? It's gonna, like, Frank De Boer, Fuck off. Yeah. You know? yeah Big Phil. Said. It's going to be anyone who's out of work. What about Rafa Benitez? The, the aforementioned. The link. The link. They're not going to pay money for Rafa Benitez, and Rafa right. Benitez is not going to want to take well, over. The link. The link to Frank De Boer is amazing because essentially the press. Of linked Frank the Ball to Newcastle because Frank the Ball once said on the record that Newcastle was a sleeping giant. Megson, that yeah. time it's not Megson, surely. It's, it's going to be someone like that. It's going to be a British. Steve, it's going to be a British bar. It's going to be an all Steve Bruce British will be bar. interested. Yeah. All joking aside, but Bruce they're not going to pay his compensation. Uh, they're I not going to pay his compensation. I don't want Alan Pardew, but I don't want anyone else either. <laughs> so Pete, if Pardew can't have the club, no one. Can. Pete, yeah. what, what is your worst case scenario? And I just, I just want you to say this out loud because if you do. 
do it will almost certainly come true, yeah. and that'll be funny for the rest it's, of us. It's Tim Sherwood. Yeah. It's Tim, it's Tim <laughs> Sherwood. Everyone's worst nightmare. Really, really. <laughs> well, um, there's talk of him going to West Brom as well, although Pulis. What, what about Pulis? Yeah. Pulis and Sherwood in at West you know, Brom. Some sort Both of them. Bloody hell. No, but what about Pulis at Newcastle? Would you take that? Uh, uh, the best of a bad bunch. Of the, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd take. He Pulis, wouldn't go, but, the, the, but he, I, I, he'd want. He'd want to say. So, he, he basically said at the West Brom job that he wants to say so on the transfers and stuff. Mm. But you, yeah, modern clubs don't really run like that, do they? They're, they're, these these managers just kind of like of a, of a bygone age to a certain extent. I think. I, t- I tell you, who wants to get back in the in the managerial game? And he's managing the North East before. Big Roy Keane. Yeah, that, I, I think that yeah. would be a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! More headbutts on the touchline. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm just having a little Probably moment headbutt. thinking about that. It's beautiful. <laughs> I've got a couple of new Roy Keane stories. Someone told me over Christmas. Oh, okay. Aaron, Far away. Yeah, not, yeah, not even that libelous. Far away. Um, <laughs> one is that um, after Roy Keane had that incident in Saipan with Mick McCarthy, where he yeah. stormed off the coach and went back into the hotel. Uh, apparently, Steve Staunton said that uh, a few players went straight after him, like jumped off the coach as well to try and grab him and say, Look, come on, this is silly, you, mm. you can reconsider. And they went back into the hotel, followed it, chased him up, back up to his room. And they went, as they got to his room, the door was open. And uh, apparently Roy Keane was in the hotel room already with his top off doing loads of press-ups. <laughs> and he wouldn't, letting off steam. And he wouldn't, fags out on himself. And he wouldn't speak to him until he finished his press-ups. <laughs> apparently he did absolutely loads and was there for oh, ages. Really? And the other, the other one I've got is, uh, is that when he was at Man United and they used to go out on the source, he would always, always insist on walking home. Would never get a cab. I like and, that. He, and he used to live six, seven miles outside of the town centre. Wow. And he would always, always walk home. I like that. Jesus. The reason they're great stories is because they fit perfectly into our vision of the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. can imagine he's doing that to sort of patrol the streets late at night like a kind of vigilante it's just stopping crime. Yeah, it's absolutely. It, yeah. Hmm. It, with great power comes insanity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In his case. Yeah. Going back to news, realistically, Pete, then, who would you quite like for the job, realistically? Well, I, as I said, like they, they talk, like one of the names mentions was uh, the ex Leon guy, Guard, like yeah. uh, the ex Arsenal. Because well, the France link and stuff. Because because like Grims, Grim obviously works a lot in, in in France and stuff, and he would be you know a bit of a dream signing. But again, it, it's not going to happen. Ashley just wants a yes man. Ashley just wants someone who's just going to keep the club ticking over. He pockets the TV money every year. You know, it's going to be the it's going to be the same kind of appointment. It's going to be the same kind of like it'll be a Warnock or it'll be a Sherwood. Or Brian McDermott, let's have the best day of his life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be a lovely appointment, wouldn't it? But, you know, it's just no, nothing that's going to. It's nothing that's going to push for Europa League football. Nothing that's going to get us relegated. I think it's mm. uh, just to keep it ticking over, really. Sam, Al- that said, nothing can be bet. At least we won't have to see Pardew's shit-eating grin every time. <laughs> yeah. Every time he wins a match after four that he's lost, I just, I just, I'm just glad I'm never going to have to see that again. Sam, as, Al- as we've already touched unless it's on. Palace beating Newcastle, which probably happened. Yeah. yeah. As we've already touched on, you know, Marcus, you said it really, really early. On. It shows you how ridiculous the, the Ashley regime has been. Yeah, that that would be the go-to joke <laughs> in the past, but that has already happened. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. has already actually happened. Mm. The most what's, ridiculous what's, um, thing you can think of. What's Shearer saying about it? Has he piped up? No, he, he generally doesn't. I think that's uh, after well, he, he got his jokes. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. He, yeah, he, he he seems quite happy as a pundit, doesn't he? When, mm. when he took the job, he was very much no. This is short term. Yeah, I'm yeah. only coming back to help out in the club. It's short term because I will get you relegated. <laughs> you will not. Short term. Your choice, probably. Your decision. I will not be sticking around here when we're in the championship. <laughs> I mean, with games to spare. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Sam Allardyce had uh, uh, a, a little comment on the, the, the situation with Pardew leaving Newcastle, and he said it was a reflection of the anger Im- and impatience in modern life. Mm. 
Because it, I mean, you, you were saying, Luke, that Pardew hasn't had a terrible time if you look at it overall at Newcastle. Well, I, I'll, co- I'll come to it from a completely neutral point of view. Obviously, I like wine and pit up and all that other stuff. But ge- generally, if someone asked me what my opinion was on yeah. Pardew's tenure at Newcastle in terms of on the pitch, and fine, he's not been the sign, mm. making the signs, but I don't think you can underplay the fact that he took him into the Europa League. I don't think you can underplay the fact that he got six wins on the bounce and, and got his current manager mm. of the month. I think he has his faults. He clearly is a very arrogant man, and, he, <laughs> and he's not really going to achieve an awful lot. Under the under the regime at Newcastle, because as Pete rightly says, that's not how they operate things there. I mean, they're, they're looking to to consolidate Premier League status. They're not going to ch- Ashley's never going to chuck hundreds of millions out to try and push for the title. So, of course, he's not going to achieve anything beyond that. But I think overall he's done an okay job. If, if you look, is it a really good set of stats? It's kind of hard to explain. But look, out of the fourteen other clubs who also played ninety-five Premier League fixtures uh, over 20, 2012, 2013, 2014 seasons, which what Pardew has been been dealt with, um, compared to all of those other teams, uh, and this guy called um, Chris Holt put these stats together. Newcastle are bottom of the league with games lost. You know, they've, they've got the worst loss record. Uh, clean sheets, they're second bottom. Failed to score in a match, third bottom. Uh, goals for, fourth bottom. Goals against, bottom. You know, goal difference. It's just because for every um, five run of five defeats where they just got absolutely, you know, played off the park, they'd have one match where they might score th- three or well, four since goals. the Europa think, League season you're talking about? Yeah, well, right. no, no, including the Europa League season. I think it's, you know, 2012, 2013, 2014. If you take that Europa League season, when it was really the stars aligned, there were some really strange results in, the, in that league. Kabai was uh, firing. Everything was going right. And there was no real tactical... Just missed out uh, in the Champions League. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was huge. I mean, but, but bearing in mind that, you know, so did Everton, so did, you know, a lot of people, and they're having terrible seasons, but would you judge, you know... I think there's an element here. Fine, I'll take that on, on board finally, yeah, absolutely. I think there's an element that Newcastle fans should just admit that they just simply just don't like the guy. They don't like the way he carries himself. I don't think anyone's nobody's saying that. But I think that's what's fueling it, ultimately. Right. But it's he's the same he's with that Dennis Wise in the fucking up in the, in, in the yeah, but that was a terrible. But that was a terrible. That was a terrible acquisition anyway. You know, you can. You, you can I, I'm giving you stats. We're giving each other stats, and and and, and you're saying you, then you can still sort of say, oh, you know, he was hounded out of the club. He was hounded out of the club because his results were pretty awful. The football was terrible. He fell out with players. He, he refused to uh, work with certain players like Bigger Armour and and uh, you know, uh, like Cabela. How, how expensive was Cabela? He just sat on the bloody bench for granted. They can't use him. He's not very good at bringing younger players on he's not very good at getting the best out of these kind of rough diamonds he's, he can only deal with complete footballers and that's for me is, is Alan Pardew's main problem oh, well, well, why don't you marry him then <laughs> Pete Pete He's pretty much gone. Yeah, he's gone, mate. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about him now. It's fine. No, no, no. But yeah. Pete Donaldson's new nightmare. I mean, what, I am, what I am looking forward to is the podcast not being a Pete Donaldson versus everyone else. Don't uh, it always it, seem to go. But you don't know what you got till it's gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's the kiss again. Um, I, uh, I heard a little rumour. Uh, this is not about Pardew. This is about... Uh, a member of staff at Newcastle United. A little, uh, just a little rumour. It may or may not be true, ladies and gentlemen. I hope it's less libelous than the first one. You nearly splurted out. I never did. Did yeah. I? <laughs> there we are. Let's see it then. Um, uh, it was one of the translators at Newcastle United. I believe he was a local lad, big Newcastle United fan. Um, he would. Obviously, uh, talk to the players who pardon you couldn't. I would have thought largely in French. There's lots of French-speaking players 
there or there, or there was the other year. I um, met one of the translators. He's actually a, a, a Sunderland supporter, which is quite funny. Oh, OK, right. <laughs> well, if, if, <laughs> you've just been giving them the wrong tactics. <laughs> well... Jim, um, uh, this guy is uh, a massive Newcastle United fan. Pardew would say the tactics and then he would relay them. And sometimes he would be on the uh, the sidelines, of course, with Pardew as well, if he's shouting out instructions, and which he was doing. And Kabaye apparently said to Pardew, by the way, he's not relaying your instructions. And he said, this is nonsense. And Pardew was like, well, what do you mean? And so there was another translator there who was used to just... Do the admin, you, you, you know, the contracts right. and all the legal work and all that. So kind the of translator stuff. had a translator, <laughs> right? Well, no, there was two. The one who would do the admin yeah, and all that, and, and the other one. No, no, you had two different translators doing two different. Areas they got of different work. jobs, Jim. Sorry. Uh, yeah, and uh, and so they were a bit suspicious of this. So this, the, the the guy who did all the paperwork, sat in just have a little ear, and apparently the other guy, Padre, said, "Okay, tell him to do this," and he would just go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah,", yeah. and he would then give his own instructions. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, and that, and that was our uh, Europa League year. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, wow. he, I believe he was there when uh, they won two 0 at Chelsea. Yeah. Was that Remy Gard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a rumour it may or may not be true of course. but anyway let's talk about the Newcastle Everton game could we Everton I say mm. you're talking about a team who've, who've conceded goals and all this other stuff mm. Everton are in real trouble in, in domestically bit of pressure on Martinez they've conceded 31 goals this season they only conceded 33 in total last season that's incredible, incredible. Mm. only Cissé QPR was, have got um, a worse defensive record than yeah, and they yeah. barely count yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah Cissé was really really lucky to be on the pitch after that very premeditated elbow he even had a couple of goes at it and then was offside in the build up to the goal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I would like to say is that he joins um, he joins Santi Cazorla in the um, adorable footballers league for me. So yeah, it's well, fine. it's true. So he's allowed he's allowed one red card a season. It's fine. Yeah, yeah I, mean, the, the, I mean he should be in jail, but yeah, I think he's, uh, <laughs> he's been retrospectively punished. Though. Yeah. Three games could have been worse. Could have been I, think, worse. I think it probably, arguably, I don't want to get on Newcastle's back too much, but I think <laughs> I probably should have been more than that. Yeah. I who, think who, who hurt you, Luke? Times. Who hurt you? Yeah, Papi's elbowed me right in the, right in the chops. Clearly, Perez, eh? With mm. another one, Pete. Mm. He must be enjoying his work. He's been brilliant this um, season. Jack Colback uh, scored his first, I believe. Yeah. Um, he had a, a lot of people were talking about um, Ross Barkley making a mistake in there, but Colback still had so much to do to get that in. It, it was a really Barkley well. mistake. Though. Of course, but it was, was by no means a simple finish. It wasn't, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a nice finish. There's something great about seeing a, a Newcastle fan, Newcastle lad, like scoring a goal at Gallagher in. That's class. Yeah. That's like old, old fashioned like football romance. And mm. very ginger. Oh. Yeah, yeah, very ginger. Yeah. Northernly ginger. Violently ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I, I like the way that I mean, it's a testament to Newcastle's kind of middling season that a, a seven out of ten player is really kind of like, he looked like one of our best players, I think, because he's, he's been fantastic. Well, that's what I mean. He, out of, out of a, the problem with you has is they go up and down, up and down. He's been a solid performer all season. Yeah, he he guarantees a, a level of performance. And what I like about him is he doesn't pass sideways. He goes forward. Yeah. He, he really goes. He really goes for people. Do I really you, like it. Could he play the, the base of, of Hodgson's diamond? I think I, I, either him or Catamore could, I think. To yeah. extent. <laughs> We're oddly sort of big fans of Catamore. Catamore yeah. Yeah. Really? Just, I just want to see what it would be like. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. I read today that Catamore's got the most yellow cards of any player this kind of year. Fine. Is that right? Yeah. Well, talking about the yellow cards, what about Gareth Barry, the first Premier League player um, in the history of the league to reach, yes, ladies and gentlemen, reach uh, 100 yellow cards? Oh, well, he's wow. been around for a long time and he is a midfield player. I mean, so, I mean, it's, you know. No one else has ever done that, though. <laughs> yeah, true. How many, appearances, how many appearances did he have in Titan the Premier League? It's more than 100. A yeah, well, we hope so. <laughs> it's quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'd like to see Colback maybe given a go uh, mm. for England. Well, I haven't said that. <laughs> Pete and I would. Fair enough. Yeah, I wasn't talking on behalf of. Solid. I never talk on behalf of you, Luke. Good. Um, 
Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so a good win for Newcastle. Like, Everton struggling away, did you know? Yeah, people were even talking about Martinez being under Things pressure. Under, I think he is under a bit of pressure. I think, to be fair, the only thing he's got going for him really at the moment, I think, is that um, they don't know the Europa League. They didn't get beat, I don't think, and they went through pretty easily. Mm. Um, but I, someone was saying to me earlier, what, they were wondering out loud whether defensively they did so well last season because they were still just doing what Moyes taught them. And because Moyes is quite a defensive minded coach, and mm. now it, they're starting to take on Martinez's um, ideas all over the pitch, yeah. um, that it's, it's starting to come and start for them at yeah. the back. The, the other thing is they have had a lot of players out at different times, like key players. I mean, Howard's out, Jagielka's out. They've yeah. had McCarthy missing. They've had Morales has been out for a while. Lukaku's gone hot and cold. Um, uh, Morales has been injured here and there. They have had a, a few mm. issues. Exactly. The, their strikers with. aren't firing as well as they did, did last season. Lukaku's so hot and cold; it's, mm. it's incredible. It's nice to see Kone um, get Great back. Great to see him back. Yeah, absolutely. score so early on. Mm. It's interesting because I mean, it, as you say, maybe it is the case that um, it was Moyes' tactics that were helping them defensively because it almost looks like Everton are slipping back into the mould that um, Martinez's Wigan were under, where they would dominate games and um, and just fail to score and then concede stupid goals. Because you talk about Martinez, like I mean. Essentially, what got Martinez the Everton job was the fact they won the FA Cup, Wigan, right? But I mean, they got relegated that season. Yeah. I mean, it's like, so, and of course, it's a different kettle of fish, and it's hard for, for a team of Wigan size and stature to stay in the Premier League, and he achieved that uh, you know, beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they seem to be a little bit tensive at the back, and it almost looks like players like Distan, for example, it's just like, he's just like aged he's overnight. He's 36 years old now, though. Distan. Yeah, but last season he was so strong. Yeah. I know at some point he's going he's gonna to come off, he's going to fall off that sort of level, and he's going he's gonna to tire. Um, I think Jagielka's a big miss for them, I do, at the back, and, and oh, he was, his, his absence was missed against Newcastle. But he's been there largely, though. Oh, yeah, of course, but he's injured at the moment, is what I'm saying. Isn't yeah. that just another Europa League campaign that just takes the... Possibly. Yeah. Balls out of everyone. It's quite a small squad, isn't Martinez it? Martinez did say that before the season started. He said, look, I think we need to add seven or eight players in. I don't think they've done that. No. Mm. Everton historically haven't for the last 20 uh, years. They've had, I mean, Barkley, yeah. towards the end of last season, Barkley was fantastic, wasn't he? And, and, mm. and he's, been in, he's been out as well. He's only just come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Alan Irvine has been sacked by West Brom. Mm. So they're only a point above the relegation zone. They've lost seven in their last nine. Uh, and as Jim said, the club are looking at Tony Pulis and uh, Timmy Sherwood. So Tony Pulis, mm. right back in the mix for hardest manager. Yeah, he will be. Yeah, be mm-hmm. if, he part, the job, if he gets part the job, part of the conversation. He hasn't been. Well, we all know he will get the job because uh, West Brom are only talking to those two, and Tim Sherwood will rule himself out of the job because it's not a Premier League job in London, which is crazy given his experience. He's, he's, got, <laughs> no, he's got absolutely no right Wait, to say that. Where did you hear that? Well, this is it's essentially what he was implying last time he, he he didn't take a job. There was talk of him going to the Norwich job, wasn't there? Yeah. And he was like, oh no, I want a Premier League job, and then he, and it's sort of well known that he doesn't really want to move out of like wherever he's from, Boreham Wood or whatever. You never know, though. He could have learned from that and thought, well, hang on a minute. Because didn't he tell I'm setting up fucking roadblocks. I'll tell you what it was, Jim. He got really precious about the Palace job, didn't he? He said, oh, I'm not the first choice, so I don't want it. It's that's like, right, that's Sherwood. right, yeah. It's a Premier yeah. League job. Yeah, you haven't proven as much as you seem to think I, you I have. I don't even know if he's done his pro licence. I, I think the only way he got away with having a job at Spurs is by saying he would start the pro licence, so they let him get away <laughs> with it. <laughs> so you've not got any experience apart from a few months at Spurs when you got fired, right? You've done nothing else apart from that. You've not got a pro licence, and you're saying you're ruling yourself out of Premier League jobs because you think you deserve better. No, what yeah. do you actually want? We're doing the Bayern Munich job or on, something. The, on the Badger stuff, maybe. Not like, in London. It's not London. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can, I just, can I just give me some silverware? Yeah. I'll do a, a top league job, but only in London or Londonderry. Anything <laughs> with London in it, it'll be fine. I will, I would, I've, Tim Sherwood should be biting the hand off uh, Palace, certainly. He should have, done, he should have taken Well, that's gone now. If, yeah, of course. He should have taken Norwich if he was offered it because Norwich are a big club yeah. and it's a great place for him to And it's not team. that far for London either, exactly. is it? <laughs> and West Brom are also, also a pretty big club. He should be taking that. Do you think he was scared that Palace would be too difficult to keep up? 
and therefore he'd be out of the Premier League anyway. Yeah, probably. And I, I think, think he was well, rubbish. I think, I think he's right. it's a case of absence growth makes the heart grow fun. I think the longer he's out well, of the game, see. the better he gets. He that, may well end up at West Brom. So time recording, we don't know. That, that's what I liked about like that like, a Colaccini rumour. Like taking, <laughs> he hasn't got any coaching badges. Yeah, yeah. It's like you wrote that headline before you thought about it, didn't yeah. you? Did you see Carragher and Neville when, yeah, it, when Carragher it, laughing? He, he was just like what. <laughs> he, he, he was like, why t- won't he go into punditry like me? Yeah. <laughs> why don't he continue playing <laughs> while he's still got a career there? Um, well, the, the, the reason why some people are a little bit unsure of Pulis going to, to West Brom is uh, if you, Henry Winter interviewed um, uh, Jeremy Peace, West Brom's chairman. Uh, yeah, I read that recently. Yeah, yeah and, he, and he talks about. Um, West Brom piece does about the club evolving into a more continental structure with a supervisory board sitting above the football operations and Pulis likes to have total control like a lot of um, British managers do because that's traditionally the way it's, it's done well, it's business part of is the done. job isn't it as far as I can yeah but of course mm. on, on the continent a little bit different and I think West mm. Brom are moving towards that um, and are one of the clubs who are further down the road certainly than a lot of others and it would be a bit of a sticking point if, if I, find, um, I find Pierce quite a curious case Jeremy, sorry Jeremy Pease because he's yeah. obviously a West Brom fan yes. stuff, and he's, he, he's like, he loves the club clearly but and, and I think he's actually been dealt a bit of a I mean I don't want to I mean West Brom fans will know more about this than me but I think he's been dealt a little bit of a blow in terms of the media by by people saying that oh yeah the, the, the manager the coach has never sees the players and because it was thought that they signed Brown a day and then Alan Irvine never see him play but what Peace was implying was actually no I always let the football me- the football men do make yeah. decisions I mean yeah. the, the people who make decisions about transfers do consult the manager and the the, the group of players whatever they call them the technical committee whatever that mm. is they mm. are football men I don't get yeah. involved I don't come along and say you're having that player it's yeah. nothing mm. to do with me um, I just make sure the numbers work and the club's profitable and it's in the black and it's a great and it's gonna yeah. and he sort of said I. Oh, see myself as a custodian sort of thing mm. so, but I think recently I know he's got a really fractious um, relationship with the fans and stuff so I think there are obviously other things that go on that, that the fans didn't agree with but the Alan Irvine thing is a weird one because Alan Irvine I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying was passed over by piece for Pepe Mel and they took Pepe Mel, and then, and then when Pepe Mel didn't work out, they sort of got Irvine. And there's like an afterthought. Might have even been earlier than Pepe Mel. I mean, he, he was certainly impressed with Irvine's interview, but perhaps it was Di Matteo maybe that got Possibly, the job. Okay, right. Um, yeah, I forget which one it was, but I think who? Yeah, he didn't get it. Mm. Um, but he, but they obviously remembered what he was all about, and maybe they thought, well, he's he's the man who would who would fit into the operations. You know, that was a few years ago, and so the club had moved forward in a certain way, and, and Irvine they thought maybe would would go in there. But clearly, the fans were never happy with Irvine, and mm. they will now say, well, we told you so, if you like. But you're right on what you're saying about the fact that they, 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 it's weird if it's true that they're only speaking to Pudis and Shearer because both those managers I don't fit in that way at all. Sure, I, mean, I, suppose, would... I suppose what they want to do is get a manager who's got experience in the Premier League. Mm. Yeah. It's important for him to stay in that division. Well, it's been a while since they've had that, isn't it? Tony Pulis is going to steady that shit more than any other candidate, so it mm. makes perfect sense. But Pulis, it could just be a short-term thing to the end of the season, make sure we stay up, and then they get in um, to the summer, and mm. then they can have a little look round. I mean, it would be strange if Pulis suddenly becomes, you know, interim manager. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, poor against, they're poor against Stoke. I mean, Stoke, Stoke seem to have sorted that. Well, not, Stoke are doing all right, though. They've, they've started to sort out their home form, which is important. Bojan's having a good time. He is. He's, he's yeah. settling nicely. Well, he's, I think he's enjoying being the main man, isn't he? Mm. He's never had it before, really, um, in the sense that he's always been at big teams where there's a lot more expectation. Mm. I tell you, he's doing all right as well. Um, Mama Biram Doof, he scored yeah. quite a few yeah. goals now. You know, and, yeah, he looks really, really comfortable in that side. Yeah. And, yeah. 
Yeah, um, all agrees. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Leicester with a vital win. Mm. Um, they should have got something out of their home loss to Spurs, but uh, a crucial win against Hull. Um, and uh, yeah, you do oh, you do worry for Leicester down and in. Worry the... for Hull as well. Well, yeah, yeah. worry for all of them. Yeah. West Bromwich going around. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. worried. I'm not worried for Newcastle <laughs> anymore. Now he's no. gone. Um, <laughs> I'm pleased for them. But uh, but yeah, I mean Leicester. Uh, did they kind of? Flattered to deceive early on in the season. I mean, we talked about their, their, their great run and Joe was scoring all the time. He's not stopped scoring, mind, and that win against Manchester United and all. And then some of the results are just—they're not going there. When you look at that Spurs game, you think that is the, the hallmarks of a side. That isn't this win against Hull their first win since that United game? I think, I think you're right. right. Yeah. yeah. So mm. it, when the, when the fixture list came out, I actually put some money on Leicester to be bottom at Christmas, which came in because I, see, really? I saw that Leicester's fixture this the first half of the season. Was very very difficult, and obviously what, that they've got to play everyone. No, but, yeah, but, no, but you look at no, but you look at um, the, the way the, the fixtures yeah, are, are lined up. Because you look at Man United's run now. Man United have got really haven't. I think they go to White Hart Lane. That's it. They've got nothing hard till March. Whereas Leicester had a really difficult start. Um, and what I was going to say was, it's only it depends whether they can keep their confidence and keep together. Because Burnley look like a really close together unit yeah. who don't seem to be affected confidence wise by defeats and stuff like that. Even when they, mm. uh, I mean, you can tell that because they could have easily gone the way Derby went under Paul Jewell, where because they went ages without winning, didn't they, Burnley? And now they're doing okay. You wonder if Leicester can weather mm. that and actually get back to winning ways again. Now, obviously, they started against Hull and, and, and maybe they will, but essentially someone's got to get relegated. I tell you <laughs> what, there's a name we didn't mention in Newcastle, Paul Jewell. Yeah, he's uh, he's available. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, move on. For all of your uh, reasons. <laughs> Probably come up with about five stats while Paul is a better manager than Alan Pardew. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's a hat in Ben Arthur. Uh, well, I say update. We still don't know where he is. Or, or, well, he's still France, I believe. But uh, I think Hull are doing away with him. And his agent was asked, w- w- what's next for him? And he said, he will have a new club in January. That won't be a problem, don't you yeah. worry. There's one born every minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did a, a backheel back in 2013. Yeah. But first off, he's going skiing. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not down the Alps, down the EU Butter Mountain. <laughs> He'll no, he's a, going to eat it all. He'll have a new club in January, a new nightclub. Yes. <laughs> Are we thinking QPR? Oh, standard. Oh, imagine it. Yeah. <laughs> ben Arthur, Defoe. Mm. Brilliant. It's Late well. bid for Crouchy. Yeah, there has been talk of Crouch, hasn't there, with QPR? There has actually genuinely right. been talk of Crouch. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. That said, he's still of an age where he could turn his life around, but Let's as hope we he know, does. It, it never happens, does it? <laughs> if he this? cared, it which never. he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Luke, you mentioned Burnley. Moments earlier. What a result for them. 2-0 down away yeah. to the champions. I got and, a bit uh, lucky. Boyd was offside, wasn't he? He was. He absolutely was, yeah. Yes, he but was. Still. Um, who, would, who would begrudge that wonderful Sandy Ball? Well, anyone who respects the, the, the integrity of the laws of the game, I think. <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> Fair enough, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, Dyche is now going with, um, with sideburns but no hair. I know, yeah. It's strange. Imagine if that was like, imagine if that was how football worked. Who would begrudge him it, though? The referee yeah. just said that. <laughs> come on. Oh, come on, it's Burnley. <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas. <laughs> um, uh, great goal from Fernandinho. <laughs> and Silver, yeah. a swivel and a drive. Yeah. Silver's yeah. in such good form. Like Ashley Barnes. Mm. Ashley yeah, Barnes coming out of the locker. Well, are, we, are we enjoying James Milner up front? Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's the sort of guy who would just do your job there. He's yeah. happy yeah. to do it. Just, just bringing those other amazing midfield players into New play. Year's resolution for Milner nailed it out of position. James, James Milner did a really good Not video over Christmas. Of oh, yeah, yeah it's pretty funny. I think he's got a little, he has a bit of a bad reputation, Milner. I think he's a good egg. I would, I would go as far to say that's the off the top of my head. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Best acting display I've ever seen from a footballer. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it is. Hand. I don't. It's good, but I don't think he's that good in it. Well, I'm. I'm, I'm basing it on you Luke's, know, Luke's acting. No, 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 no. <laughs> Luke, <laughs> yeah, he did a very good uh, Danny Dyer in um, Steve McLaren time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, Let's tell about Steve McLaren Let's time. Forget. Don't judge me on one performance. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm basing it on you know that advert like Wayne Rooney and Patrice Ever and all them. Yeah, I don't care. He is coming. Yeah, mm. Peter Schmeichel is a pig farmer. You know, I think it's pretty good actually. I think it's. Pretty... I agree with you, but I don't care that much. This is just fun. It's just fun. Yeah. It's, a bit, it's a bit of fun at Christmas, Who would everyone? begrudge him some fun? I love how you do that. You go, I don't care. As if we really care. <laughs> don't shove the care blame on don't us. Don't play the care cards. <laughs> don't shove the care blame I'll tell you what I do us. care about. City's defensive problems. My goodness. Even though they've got a really good defensive record in the league, they seem to be really adept at conceding important goals. <laughs> yeah. I know, especially as Chelsea <laughs> drop points. Yeah. <laughs> Burnley were at them the whole game, though. Um, the, even in the first half they were really really but going for Burnley are a team of engines though, aren't they I mean, oh, yeah. George Boyd stats no one's rumbled than him I love George Boyd because he, like, he's their big summer signing you yeah. know that shows you the difference between them and a team like City that George Boyd is your and he looks like a real three with but he's actually really hard working mm. oh of course yeah, yeah. Well, George Boyd's lungs that's what they paid for <laughs> <laughs> I mean to be, I mean, I mean I don't want of course they're running champions and all that other stuff and and so you can't be too harsh on them. But I mean, if, uh, if you're a City fan, are you happy with them starting a game with Mangala and Di 
Stephen Coase at the back. No. I mean, you, I mean, it's, it's not a, to me that's not a title-winning defensive partnership. At the way Mangala's playing at the moment, and they're really struggling to find a, a partner for company long term who can slot in there. And we've said it before. I doubt I'm sure we'll play it again between now and the end of the season. Terry and Cahill are so solid, like mm. so reliable, mm. so consistent. But if one of them got injured, it would be. Well, I suppose you put Ivanovic and shuffle around. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, but when you start Mangala and, and Di Michele in, in the game against Burnley at home. Oh, they should have won the game. Come on, for, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah. Um, Mangala just looks like so like almost like he's confused as to what Premier League football actually is all about. But they didn't know that when they signed him. Clearly, I mean, we, we everyone's saying you know defenders are a premium these days. They yeah, paid big money for him. He was there was a lot of hope put on his shoulders. I take all those points, but what, I guess what I'm trying to say is when you when you sign a player of that pedigree, okay, of course everyone knows he's talented. He comes with a good reputation. He's in World Cup squads and all sorts, mm. right? So we understand that and he's young and he's only going to improve. But I don't. I, I mean, maybe they have done this and it hasn't worked. But surely they sit him down some DVDs and show him some games. This is how it's different. They probably have. Yeah, but he's not adjusted at all, is what I'm trying to say. And, and, he, and at some points, he looks almost laughably bad in points. Like he's going, he's going like six foot high of his well, boots. Well, yeah, like karate kicking <laughs> yeah, in the box. Which, yeah, absolutely. Which is the sign of a really unconconfident, almost out mm. out of his sort of comfort zone footballer. Well, you know what? Maybe it's the fact that he's moved to a new country and he's moved to a completely different level of football where there's a much bigger spotlight on him, and that price tag is obviously new to him as well. So, mm. you know, football is a confidence game for so many people, as we know. Maybe it's just affected him. It'd be, a, be a, it's a hell of a lot of responsibility on your shoulders in a lot of different ways all at once with a lot of you know lifestyle adjustments as well so maybe it's just going to take him a little while to be comfortable in his own skin he's very young he, lad at well. the moment he looks like he's not well I'm curious as to where Nostasic has got to yeah, I mean, because he, he he looks he okay rated, to me. Wasn't yeah, he? he looks okay to me in, in parts when he played, and he's not getting anywhere near the team now. <clears throat> no, so I guess there has to be a point where, if you've got some <clears throat> players like that, you've got to make a decision with one of them. You've got to stick with that one, and you know, put the faith in them that you know maybe you're going to have to carry a few of their mistakes, but in the end they'll get it right. I'm happy to say that. Mm. I'm just saying, don't make it Mancala. <laughs> <laughs> the one you stick with shouldn't be him. Hey, back three, get the full-backs to tuck in. Mm, Miller will go wing-back. But uh, I mean, the point about Burnley I want to make, was a lot of people went over the top in the manner in which they got the point, which is understandable because they were 2 no down, you know, Man City are a good team. They did but very well. Sean Dyche made a really interesting point in the post-match interview where he said it's only a point. Yeah, yep. it's just not mm. carried away. We don't got ten points here. We have got one mm. point, and it's not going to keep us up. It doesn't mean anything. What he was trying to say was, if we get relegated, it doesn't mean shit. So we need to make sure we stay focused, and, yeah. and because we only got a point out of this, we didn't win. Uh, and so, whilst it was a welcome point, he was playing it down, which I think was the right thing to do. Yeah, because mm. that's where uh, complacency can come in. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's important. I'm not sure who Burnley have got the next game at New Year's Day. Might be Stoke. No, it's Newcastle away, Newcastle. isn't it? Newcastle away. Burnley did something quite interesting. Sean Dyche played exactly the same team on the 28th, and he played on Boxing Day. Mm. And you wonder whether that's going to come back to haunt them against Newcastle because they yeah. might be absolutely. Has he not played the same eleven in the? I think match they were saying in the last five games. five games or something, isn't it? Possibly. As you say, though, they 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 are. Fit team. They, yeah. they're, a team but they're, gonna be, they're gonna break at some point. Mm. Yeah. A team of fitties. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, at Chelsea they did drop points away at Southampton. Mourinho was unhappy and he said there's a campaign against Chelsea, blah de blah de blah. Let's hope he does uh, take up your suggestion of a New Year's resolution. One it was like one shot on target they had in that match. Mm. Yeah. And, and he's blaming the ref. It's like campaign. It's such a FIFA goal from Asshole, isn't it? The thing is <laughs> we've all scored that one. He's not he's not blaming the ref really though, is he? If he reads in the lines, he's just trying to take the heat away from yeah. his players. But not on his players, but himself, and I think that's that's an important thing to, to note. As I mean, well. the, the Fabregas one should have been a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Said it's, it's just... really disappointing, isn't it? Because Fabregas was booked for diving, and we saw Aguero booked for diving a little while ago when he when he didn't dive. It seems that whenever referees make that decision, it's only to get it wrong. Well, not always. They're, 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 I mean, they're two big examples. Yeah, well, but I mean, it's, can you think of another one? I can't think of another one where he... for it. 
yeah, I, you know think what I mean, it's... I know. Obviously, there's you know, there's, I'm sure there are examples, but it does seem mm. frustrating. Of course, yeah. Marina said it was a scandal. It was not a small penalty. It was a big penalty, like Big Ben. <laughs> I, th- I thought he said like the Big Bang. Either or. Yeah. It doesn't work. Neither of them work. (laughs) Um, Big Big Ben's a large clock, like you, mate. The the Big Bang was the first example of a penalty in association (laughs) football 14 billion years ago. (laughs) Um, When um, When all the numbers were right. Carnu was playing. (laughs) Uh, um, Carnu had always been there. (laughs) Can I retract my large clock? I mean, large bell. That makes more sense. And also, also it's more accurate because it's the bell rather than the clock. Before anyone tweets in, I've had enough tweets this week. Fuck off, everyone. (laughs) You're right. You're right, mate. I mean, we all know the uh, the tower is St Stephen's Tower. Big Ben is actually the bell. A bit of London trivia. (laughs) And if if you're right to your local MP, if you live in London, then uh, you can uh, go up the tower and uh, you probably take about six months. Exactly. I've actually been to the House of Parliament. Anyone can go there. You can go there. No, no, no. It's not the House of Parliament. I'm talking about Big Ben. You go up Big Ben. You don't. You got St. Stephen's Tower to see Big Ben. Just made that point. All right, fine. Just made that point. You go up if you want to go up and see Big Ben. Then write to your local MP if you are in the London area. There we are. I pay my council tax in Westminster, yeah. so I reckon I should be allowed to just stroll up whenever I like, quite frankly. Jose... Well, what well, sounds of it, you are. <laughs> Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Next week on Question Time, my, we'll be in Burnley. My thoughts... My thoughts <laughs> of, oh, God. <laughs> well, I, I've got... Yeah, we, we, we were all right about Burnley. Got, yeah, we're just more right-wing people. <laughs> Shall oh, we? Oh. Oh. You, you say you want... Did we say you were sick of the tweets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's your mouth again. Burnley have got a terrible <laughs> reputation for the you're BNP. A, you're, you're a radio DJ, do you say? Because you, you do this a lot, don't you? Off the fucking clock, Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Off the clock. Oh, you can't play a song now. It's not a clock, it's a bell. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have forgotten about it by the end of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> um, it seems pretty pointless now, but I was going to say, Mourinho's obviously just thought, I'll take the fine and I'll, yeah. I'll get the pressure on the, on the back on the referees. Mm. And, and Because it, Mourinho's been honest with himself. I mean, a couple of his players have dived. Yeah. Uh, especially uh, Gary A couple Cahill. of couples. Yeah, which was bizarre. Oh, yeah. Mm. It wasn't even... Ivanovic did it against West Ham as well. Exactly. Like, it's terribly so, to the point where you wonder if he's actually instructing them to do it, because exactly. it's so common. There we go. But anyway, Chelsea didn't have... As, you, as someone, I forget who it was, you or Pete said, they didn't get enough shots on target, they didn't make their dominance count. Mm-hmm. She's so under a good team. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's a decent point for Chelsea, really, that. It's also a very big point for Southampton, because they, you know, obviously they had, they've had this tough run of games that they're kind of in the middle of now, and they lost to Burnley where they really shouldn't have done. And it's, it's important for them to get a... Even if it is just a point to get a big scalp in that, because Definitely. this point of the season, when you've got teams like them and West Ham, the bigger sides have to sort of say to those teams like alright you've had your fun in the first half of the season you're up near the top but now back in your box silly yeah. season's you know. over uh, but yeah. Southampton have done well to, to avoid that from Chelsea and played I, very well and obviously I'm very always very careful criticising Southampton because I'm a Portsmouth fan but I genuinely think Southampton have got a bit of the flat trap bully about them this season they, they, the games they've played but then well, on that bad run where they didn't win for a while they actually were playing some quite good teams mm. and they got almost like a bit of a reality check so it's important for their confidence and for them to know they can mix it with a team like mm. Chelsea and if they can that'll give them confidence and they can go on yeah. and maybe get other sort of showpiece results especially having recently pretty much dicked on Everton as well Oh, that was a fantastic result. Yeah. Everton aren't the team that were last season, of course, but that was still, still. Everton are a big name still. Yeah. They're, a, they're a team who are up there, you know, they're a European team. So, mm. um, uh, Chelsea, well, now former Chelsea man, Fernando Torres, who's on loan at this AC is Milan. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's very strange. He's been signed by Milan on a permanent deal. Chelsea have pretty much just said, yeah, just have him. Just have him, yeah. yeah. To take him on. Um, so uh, he's been signed so they can loan him out to his old club, Atletico Madrid, because obviously Atletico Madrid 
don't have much money, um, despite winning the league and getting the Champions League last mm. season. But they, you know, they brought in Mandzukic and one thing or another. But uh, so they're going to take him on loan. So he's going to go back to his old club. But it's strange that Milan didn't want him after I think ten league appearances or whatever. He's yeah, one goal. Yeah. Now I feel for it. I feel. I do, I do actually feel for. Him. I think yeah. he's a likable guy. Milan are getting um, Alessio Churchy in, yeah. in, in return, which is a good sign. And he's that's right. Quite a pacey winger. I, I hope Torres is clearly talented, and I fear that he may not ever get his, his find his way back. But I hope he does. There's a lot of talk. I know. Well, no, Chelsea didn't realise he had such a dip in form, but uh, they didn't realise what he was going to be. When they signed him, I mean, he, 65 league goals in 102 league appearances for Liverpool. Where does that go? How can that just go away? To 20 goals in 110 yeah. league appearances. We've said this before. I wonder if because Torres broke through when he was about 18, and he was a first team regular from from then on, the, the main man basically, and and he would have been about what 25 at his peak at Liverpool. I mean, he's just peaked early, isn't he? And he's also worth pointing out, by the way, that yeah, his goal scoring record at Liverpool was very good, and he played in the team that really suited him. Mm-hmm. He didn't actually have that great a goal scoring record at Atletico the first time. No, he was it's never not, prolific. Too bad. Yeah, he wasn't known as a prolific. He's nowhere near that level, Liverpool. I level. think it was what it was something like eighty-five in just over two hundred mm, okay. games. That surprised me. I didn't yeah, think it was but, did, but he wasn't always the main man there. I, all I'm saying is, before he went to Liverpool, he wasn't actually known as an out-and-out goal scorer. Yeah, he, he wasn't a guy you would rely on for thirty goals in well, the season. But he's, yeah. so maybe he, that Liverpool thing has been a rod for his yeah. own back to it in a way. Well, he looked like he he would go on to be that, didn't he? That was the punt Liverpool were taking, and because they got that out of him, you just assume he'll always be that player now. But he just, I mean, he just looks kind of. Well, there's a, it's, it's effectively he's just become a journeyman. And his, it's injuries, really his injuries have been of difficult. Of course, yeah, they well, robbed yeah. him of a lot. Yeah, I think the injuries have, have certainly been, played a big part. I mean, there is talk that you know Simeone could be the man to, to do it. I mean, you imagine he would get a, a bit of fighting spirit about yeah. it. Certainly, not that his work rate actually you would ever question. No, but that was that's what's interesting about Torres and the way his form completely fell away from him was that when he was at Liverpool, he had he he had a bit of magic to him. He was a player that could make yeah. something out of nothing, and that just deserted him completely. Well, I think the crucial thing, even for Spain, but where yeah. he still performed. Consistently, like the amount of times where you just see him at Chelsea, though, and he'd just like be missing sitters and you Looking know, one depressed. on ones and stuff, and it's just kind of yeah. like if he puts some of those away, his goal mm. record will be a heck of a lot better. But that, exactly, that, yeah. that side of it, I mean, the, the you're right what you say, Pete, but that side of it, the one on ones and the open goals, I mean, that's just a confidence thing, isn't it? Mm. You, you can't say a player at that level isn't capable of scoring that, no, it's just a confidence thing, it's just in, in his mind. And I think, but the, when, when I remember seeing him play for a certain period of time at Liverpool, I mean, at one or twice, once twice, because my United most famously, where he'd pick the ball up. Up and he'd have defenders in front of him. Yeah, still well, he used he to roast score. Vidic for fun, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. So obviously, that, I think those days are behind him now. It just, it just depends whether he can adapt his game. I suppose. Well, somebody from Atleti was talking about getting his acceleration back, and, yeah. I, and I think that's what it was. He, I mean, he was quick, but it was his acceleration when he'd pick up the ball, he'd be away. The way he would turn men, and he lost that in, in mm. injuries and confidence, whatever mm. it was. And so uh, I, I think that's something that they'll try and work on, whether they can mm. work well, on it. Well, he's going home, isn't he? Maybe he's, this will he be is what, going it, what sparks home, it off. But also, he's going to play second fiddle to Manzuki. He's going yeah. to be what David Villa was um, to uh, Diego Costa mm. uh, last season, and that may suit him not so much in the limelight, perhaps. Can I also say, just reminding me, I know it's not in the running order, but Liverpool were fantastic against Swansea, and uh, they play, only played last night, mm. and I think that was the best I've seen Adam Lallana play for Liverpool. Right, yeah, absolutely mm. superb. Well, I, mean, I hadn't actually finished off with with Milan because Sorry. incidentally, Adel Terat's turned down a move to Atalanta in the hope that Milan will come in for him. Oh dear, okay. he's so, got to get over that ex, yeah. hasn't he? Him and Tim Sherwood should meet up. Appears to be a high risk strategy. We've all done it. We could all do that, mate. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yes, Liverpool uh, look like Liverpool. They look fantastic. Yeah, I thought the line played really, really well. I, yeah. I, he- I mean, moving from Southampton to Liverpool was a heavy shirt. That second Liverpool, goal was great, and fantastic. it looked heavy the first few months of the season. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like lead lined 
<laughs> Fantastic. Uh, shall we move off to the championship? Yeah. Um, oh, well, you're not going to tell us another story about Roy Keane? Well, you could put that in your festive highlights package. OK. OK. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, in the championship, uh, Bournemouth... They won both their games of the Christmas period, the top of the league. Um, promotion is on yeah. for Eddie Howe. Just wonderful, this is. I, uh, I, they're unbeaten in 14 games. It would be sensational. They had two games over Christmas. They won both of them, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're fantastic, Nick. I mean, but, they're, 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 I mean the, the thing about the championship, and also League One, League Two is, anyone, anyone who's a fan of, of a club in those divisions, the momentum thing is so big in those divisions because the games come so quick. You yeah. play eight games more than you in the Premier League, mm. and so you hit, hit a run and you hit your straps. And, and Eddie has obviously a good manager. He, he learnt his lessons, made his mistakes, but Burnley came back, and he's and he's showing actually that you can go back and still be successful. Mm-hmm. And he's almost sl- slotted into that job like it's an old jumper. And, and that and, and I think that I think they will get promoted, and I think they'll, um, they'll it'll be a revelation in the Premier League. I really do. I think hopefully he can avoid the thing that a lot of those young managers do, where they get offered a tempting big job like mm. the Newcastle job for example mm. something like that and, and, and stick there because I reckon he can achieve things with Bournemouth yeah absolutely um, in, in contrast Nottingham Forest lost both of their matches <laughs> <laughs> there's a very smug face at the end of uh, I thought, the studio I actually, I actually thought that a couple of days ago when I was thinking about <laughs> preparing for this show I thought I think he might be gone by this show <laughs> Oh, this would be oh, fantastic. That would free up the opportunity for a Pierce Clark dream team at Newcastle. Yeah. Fingernails, Pierce. Yeah. Fingernails. And Steve Stone's there as well, isn't he? Yeah. Forrester, John Carver and Steve Stone, actually in the hardest managers chat. Two of them. I suppose so. Oh, right, let's talk about Stuart Pierce if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> They've got uh, Rochdale away in um, in the FA Cup, their next game. And mm. Rochdale, they're not in great nick at the moment, but they're a decent league one side, Rochdale. I think the seventh or eighth in the table. Anyone like, could beat Forrest at I the moment. Th- I think, I think, do you know something? I think that might be it. I think Rochdale could beat them, and that would nil be gone. I think. Do you think? Yeah. I yeah. said March conservatively, but it looks like it's going to be January, and I'm delighted you by that. Joyless fucker. Just, yeah, like, <laughs> I, 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 I like Forest as a club. I think they're wicked. Like, proper old historic club that I really, really enjoy watching play. Look, uh, but, that's the disclaimer you wheel out every single yeah. week. Well, yeah, 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 Pete, but I don't like it as much as I like being right. I was about to, I was about to say that. Pete. <laughs> to be fair to Luke, right? We, uh, look, we, it would have been great if it had worked out with Pearson Forest to see. A, a legend return to his mm. club. We all like seeing yeah, that, yeah. and we all like Forest. We often uh, try to champion them for promotion uh, in ramble seasons. Mm. Ramble seasons. It's yeah. seasons. Well, we can by. pick up the same baton with uh, with Pardew at Palace, can't we? Well, we can. Can. Yeah. The player return. Absolutely, you Absolutely. can do that. Yeah, I think you should be driving that one, Pete. <laughs> Look, got I'm, dri- I'm driving a bus full of banners <laughs> from Newcastle <laughs> to, to, to London. Yeah, you, might need, you might need these. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. your bed sheets. Stop yeah. off in Burnley. Make sure yeah. that. But I know what Luke's saying. When you make a, a, a juicy prediction well, I mean, and everyone laughs at you and then suddenly you think oh hang on it might, it might, listen a in, glimmer when I made yeah. that prediction we were doing this show back over in, uh, in East London in Dalston we did this show there I don't know if you were on it Peter. no I don't you know guys definitely were um, I don't go East London they were, they were top of the league after 12 games and absolutely flying yeah. mm. and I got a load of stick on Twitter <laughs> when I said it oh yeah what are you talking about oh imagine getting a load of stick on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> imagine that <laughs> to be fair you, you can't uh, you no, can't you can't, you can't smile there I mean yeah it's not happened yet but it will yeah, but and, the, and, and the, the fact the conversation is now valid. With yeah. a cream egg. The great, thing, <laughs> <laughs> the great thing is, the great thing is that Forest fans know it as well. They know, they know, and, and half of them want him out anyway. Mm. <laughs> Only half. Mm. I blame a somber longer. Mm. In, in, more, in more enjoyable championship news, big Hesk. Yeah, yeah. Emil Heskey. You, yeah. You, you, you're, you're beaming. One right in two. Now, <laughs> and yeah, one two appearances. It was one in one. He had one disallowed. Well. 
It should be two and two. Yeah. Neil Lennon was very unhappy about that. I'm pretty sure the goal was onside as well. I think it was, yeah. I think Heskey was. The referee's going, Heskey two and two. No chance. Yeah. No way. I've missed something. He's got one in two. The way he's going. This goes against everything I learned in referee school. I mean, the one in two now, the way it's going. I mean, we might have to crank open the doors of the Dean Windass Hall of Fame, ladies and gentlemen. Got to mention Middlesbrough. They're going well, and they took nearly 7,000 fans to Blackburn the other weekend, which was the biggest. Away attendance in the football league this season. That does make it sound a bit like they kind of forced them to go. Maybe they did, Jim. Maybe that's the way to do it. Well, football yeah. clubs push them over the Pennines. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite a curious case because I, I think I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying, and I'm fully prepared to be shut down about this. But you might know more about us than me because it's your neck of the woods. Weren't Middlesbrough struggling to fill their stadium a few yeah. seasons? Because they had a few Premier League seasons, didn't they? The Selnet. Yeah. yeah, but now now because Karanka's doing such a good job there, they're, they're, they're coming back. Well, Middlesbrough, <laughs> yeah, Middlesbrough, they, they'd sell them, do they sell out, to be perfectly honest right. with you. But they've taken a lot of away fans there. It was quite a long trip. Mm. Yeah, mm. It's, it's a hell of a trip, yeah. I mean, they've got a good, you know, core loyal support. But It's like when Hannibal took the elephants over the Himalayas. <laughs> <laughs> In a way. You know, I mean, <laughs> there a, are that's some... That's a taxi to Darlington. <laughs> <laughs> there are some comparisons one can draw, certainly. <laughs> um, Eastwood, got to mention him, fantastic in golf for Blackburn. But yeah, it's really interesting what's happening with Middlesbrough, because in the last um, handful of years, Years, you know, when they hired Mowbray, who likes to play a bit more attacking uh, football, and, and so it didn't quite work out for him there, which was a shame. Again, an ex-player going back to the club, um, but they've got—they've always tried to promote um, a few youth players in there, and one thing and another. And good things happen at Middlesbrough, generally speaking. So it would be nice to see them back in the big leagues. Well, it, I think Steve Gibson's like a, a blueprint for you know a, a, a stoic kind of steady man, a, um, chairman, a, 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 or owner. chairman, or, or, yeah. or owner, or steward, if you will. Let's, let's call it as it, as it is. Like, I mean, when when he, when they Middlesbrough got promoted to the Premier League they did it properly they signed Janino Ravanelli the white feather Emerson we're here now guys and we're having a fucking great time that's how it should be done none of this short nice Burnley business I will work really hard no one gives a fuck about that what's Stuart Ripley doing yeah no eight of them are going to work really hard and we're going to have three you're going to enjoy watching do what they want the thing at Emerson the Brazilian even the season they got relegated they got the two fucking cup finals that's how it's done yeah 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 that's you, how it's done. You pick and choose. Yeah. Agreed. All agreed. <laughs> I think that, in a way, they're the most 90s team. Do yeah, you know what are. I mean? Very mm. much so. Very much so. But post 90s, they won the League Cup and. Got to the and, League Final, yeah. yeah. You were, you, I think it was UEFA, was it? Cup Final, yeah. yeah. UEFA Cup Final? The only thing that can challenge it for the most 90s thing is the Spice Boys white suits. The yeah, 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 very. Yeah, yeah oh, that was very one, 90s, yeah. yeah. yeah as a guy, I saw a great clip of that. Um, it might have been Eddie Hurley, in fact. Uh, they were, I don't know what, it was some of those Premier League years things. And they showed um, the FA Cup suits, you know, the white suits that Liverpool players wore. Was it mm, the cream what, abomination. What final was it? 96. Six. Yeah. Well, they beaten by the Eric Cantona. Yeah, that's right. And, um, and Jamie Redknapp walks on. Yeah, that's right. the score, yeah. And he looks at the camera and goes, oh, I hope it doesn't rain now. And he's really pleased with himself because mm, he has oh. this white suit on. It, just <laughs> look, it looks so bad. <laughs> You'd have got involved, though, if you were. Oh, no, we all wore shit stuff in the night. I'm not having a go. I'm just saying. We didn't have any other choice. <laughs> no, exactly, oh, yeah. dear. What about managerless Brighton? Just say what you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry up with it. No, no, no I'm not going to. You've resisted people... it with a Newcastle chat. Yeah. yeah. Get into it now. Go on. Um, uh, they, I went to Fulham uh, yesterday. It's the first time I've been to the cottage this season. I've seen my other local team, QPR, play this season, so I didn't want Fulham to get jealous. Um, that's how it works. Yeah. Man London. Who you support. Yeah, you support yeah. none of them. I need to get down to Brentford, actually. Yeah. They're going well. Um, but yeah, I, uh, people are tweeting me this. I mean, I haven't been Googling Sven Goran Eriksson. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, apparently he's the early favourite for the Brighton job. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Speaking of Brentford, by the way, you know, we were talking about Mark Warburton is doing a good job. Yeah, there. yeah. And I said he was a tradesman, yeah? Yes. But he wasn't. He's actually a, a stock oh, a- trader in the city. Yeah, oh, right. Loads of people got sort of like really weirdly pissed off about that. Oh, it wasn't a tradesman, he's a trader, you fucking idiot. They're probably uh, traders, to be fair. Yeah, they probably are, yeah. Cocked off, off yeah. the heads. Yeah, reported to the trades description, eh? The people who complained <laughs> about it, I registered your tweet and ignored them. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. 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 It's uh, been festering for a while. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Uh, Fulham was so blunt last night against Brian. It was, you know, Brian played well. They're still knackered from the Magat regime. Oh, I think isn't, they are. Isn't Ruiz out, though? He's injured, isn't he? He is, yeah, but they yeah. still had Roddy Ager and McCormack up top and, mm. you know, one or two other... McCormack players. cost a wedge as well. Yeah, he's playing awfully deep. But Brighton played well. It was nice to see Calderon just, just you know, chugging around the park, having a nice time. But uh, th- I had the whiniest and moaniest fan I've ever come across at a football match sat right behind me. It was his voice was superb all the time. It was Fulham would come forward and he'd be going, Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Wide! Oh, look at that! And he would always announce... Like a man caught between two bus stops. <laughs> but every time Fuller would come forward and do something wrong, which was every time they attacked, he would go, no! And just like, announce the fact that it hadn't happened, oh, you know. Because I, on, on, the, on the subject of that, He actually once went, no, 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 no! <laughs> revisit, can I revisit what we... Uh, who was with me when we were at Chelsea and that guy called Carlo Ancelotti a tactical pygmy? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. it wasn't me. It's not it's not Carlo, you tactical pygmy. Yeah, five Champions Leagues <laughs> yeah. as a player and manager. But he yeah. said it in a really half-hearted way, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was unbelievable. That was also the uh, time where there was a mistake on one of the things, like wishing people happy birthdays, and there was someone called Berent. <laughs> <laughs> Check out this. Uh, there's a guy called. Uh, there's a guy that I know uh, called uh, Tomo, and he runs a little um, Twitter page where he. Um, there's a man who stands in front of him at the football, and he looks like that. He's, he's, uh, you can't see this now, but he's, if you want to follow him, it's uh, Pools Burt, and he looks like that. He's oh like, a long, you, like a long-haired Bay City Rollers from the man from the seventies, maybe. It looks a bit like Charlie Nicholas. <laughs> it does look a bit like Charlie. Champagne Nicholas. Charlie. Uh, the cannonball kid. Uh, and every time he says something stupid to the football, he writes it down. So the last few posts have been get a magic wand. <laughs> For God's sake, get a whip out and whip them. <laughs> Go on, you bugger, I'll choke you. Ooh, wow. Get out of the way, Baldy, uh, you big pudding, yeah. Uh, go on, you minger. It's just honest. The ding dong, the snakes have gone. <laughs> just that's, for his, that's for his personal one. Yeah. He's logged in by accident. Go on, you crackerjack. Jesus. Oh, yeah, there was another fellow who... who they, they, Fulham had a, quite a young winger on show, George Williams, I think his yeah. name was, and uh, every time he'd run forward, and he looks like he's got a bit of promise, but, of course, maybe he lacks a little bit of confidence, a little bit of game time, and every time he'd run forward, someone would go, with all sincerity, believe, George, believe, believe, <laughs> as he's running forward. Reach so for the stars! <laughs> Did you see that Alan Hansen documentary when he retired from Actual Day, and he was talking about when he was signed for Liverpool? I forget which, yeah. player, which team he was playing for, but no, he, just, he, he was maintaining the all sincerity that when he had Liverpool came in for him, he thought it was a joke because he would get such stick from the fans every week that he actually <laughs> thought he was a bit of shit. <laughs> that's great. I'm sure that's not true, but it's funny. it gives you an idea of what the crowd was like. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah. We've got a Felix Maguette update, though. I don't want well, one. Do you know what? I'm tired hearing yeah. this. Well, OK, fair enough. Uh, well, we won't bother then. But he's, he basically... Well, what I will say is if you talk about Tim Sherwood um, being a bit picky and choosy... He said, uh, if I receive an offer from a London club, that would be tempting. Yeah, but McGaz won the Bundesliga. Yeah. You know, he got a lot more chance of well, being choosy. I know he's a bit shit now, but he said, I mean, he's I would like, I'd like to live and work there for a few years. What I'm looking for is a truly solid, well-led club. 
well, how many London clubs really is he going to... After your reputation, mate, of getting full yeah. of relegated and then one yeah. point in the first seven or eight games. Yeah. You know, him, Sherwood and Adele Tarrat need to have a, a good old chat. Mm. Um, I don't think any of them will enjoy that. No. <laughs> oh, especially not Tarrat and uh, McGat. Um, let's go to Russia. We've got a Fabio Capello update. He's, he hasn't been paid for, for six months. Well, the uh, Russian Football Union have announced that they are close to paying him so on the other hand has he done anything for six months <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's I, within his rights not to like surely teacher, you get paid all year round I, get, yeah, I got work. the impression that obviously we've been talking about Capello a little bit and his, um, his, his lack of uh, wages recently and maybe mm. people were a little bit worried so rest assured the, the, the money will come to him soon the RFU said that they'll use any official source of funding to pay Big Fab so OK well, that's reassuring good yeah. isn't it yeah. Yeah. why are they telling him through the press <laughs> <laughs> He's gone, I'm down in tools. Why have you even got tools? <laughs> if I was him, I would just be like, that's good, just want to my money. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll be ringing up the news, going, it's going through, it's going through right now. Yeah. I've, ju- I've just transferred I've just, I've it. sent the Western It'll Union. it be within two hours. Send the product. I have had I've, I've done the Western Listen, Union. I've had freelance jobs like that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, yes. Uh, oh, hello. Let's go to Liberia. You know that you came and you changed my world. Thank you. Um... Uh, yes, Liberia. Now, in recent Senate elections, the seat for Montserrado County, which includes the capital city, Monrovia... As we all know. ...went to none other than George Weah. Well, it's always going to be George Weah, because I literally cannot name another <laughs> Liberian, <laughs> as no-one else in this room can. Presumably Liberians can. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, well, he won a landslide majority of 78%. Um, he did once go for presidency in 2005, but it's good to see another footballing Senate... Yeah, We've got Romario. Yeah. Mm. Senator, you mean? Senator, sorry, yeah, yeah in the Senate, right. Yeah, the footballing Senate would be something else entirely. I mean, <laughs> well, it's FIFA, effectively, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Bebeto's not... Qu- he, I'm not sure if he's a senator, mm. Bebeto, but he's certainly he's involved. We want Big more... Soul! Doesn't Big Soul want to be a Tory MP? Yeah, he does. Disappointing. I, I think yeah. he did. I don't mention tax. Disappointing, but not unexpected. <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, more footballers uh, as senators, please. Mm. 90s footballers, and be more specific. Absolutely. Yeah. Any of that and old bit of And if they won the World Football of the Year, that's a bonus. <laughs> the only African to do so. Indeed. Big way. Yeah. Mm. Uh, um, who's that guy with the, with the blonde beard that you should have for Middlesbrough? Xavier. Yeah, Xavier. Yeah. You're right, you're right, mate. Yeah, yeah just, just <laughs> remembering things. Having a heart. little reminisce. Yeah. That's fine. Liberian girl. Yeah. Back to the football. Yeah. Um, Japan, Pete. We're going to go to Japan. Oh, you like Japan? I am, this yeah, is I am. in for you, mate. Are you come with me. If, well, if you'll invite me. No. I've seen some of the stuff you get up to now. I'm not coming. Uh, with you. Maybe it's well, best I don't get involved. Actually. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah from the other week, this was uh, officially the world's oldest professional footballer. Can't uh, No. Well, he's unofficially. Yeah, officially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Kano has at least retired now, hasn't he? Uh, <laughs> he'll pop up somewhere. Make him an offer. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, Kazuyoshi Miura has agreed to stay on for another season with Japanese second division side Yokohama FC. They He's the so old. <laughs> they weren't the that side was... that you went to see, were they? No, no. Yokohama, oh, okay. they should be a top flight club. Mm. It's in a big area, isn't it, Yokohama? Uh, isn't Maybe they've got a few clubs. Is, aren't they second, div- I think they're second division? Yeah, they are. I'm saying they yeah, yeah. should be okay, top yeah, flight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when his contract expires, he'll be 48. That's excellent. 47 <laughs> currently. He's, 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 got, he's, he's done a lot at international level, hasn't he? Hasn't he just, yeah. I mean, he's absolutely here, widely acknowledged as, uh, as, as, one, as their, one of their greatest ever players. He sort of left home when he was like 15 and just went to Brazil. Did, and that's yeah. what made him. He played for like Palmeiras and Santos. Uh, Santos yeah, I don't know how much all, he paid, but he played for clubs. Them. And he played, he was the first Japanese player to feature in Serie A. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, so incredible. He's got, he's got his own dance as well on Prev back in the day. Ah, right. <laughs> he used okay. to do, do the, uh, the Kazuyoshi dance. Well, cool. Nice, yeah. King Kazu, I think he's called. Mm. Good for him. But yeah, 55 goals. Sims the King Kanu, strangely. Yeah. He's quite strange, isn't it? Um, so, yes, uh, uh, well done to, to King Kazu. Uh, now it's time for. Pete's Mystery Voice Game. It is time for Pete's Mystery Voice Game. Uh, last week was uh, Santa. Everyone got... Actually, people didn't get that annoyed about it. That I'm was ch- a few I'm, weeks ago. Yeah, I can't even ago. remember what the, last, the fortnight ago one was. Well, it was Santa. No, so. that, no, because you've already revealed that. Yeah, but we didn't that. do one. We oh, didn't we do, do one because we were going to take a week off. So, I'm, so basically, I've got a new voice for all y'alls. Mm. Oh, okay, cool. So it's going to be quite a quick feature. Mm. Here is this week's voice. Ball watching. And if you know what that is, <laughs> uh, just get yourself to... Uh, I just realised that's why I couldn't remember it. Cause <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> my brain. Wow. Yeah. Uh, just get yourself to your email browser thingamajig and uh, fire off an email to uh, voice at footballramble.com and we'll be deciding who is the kingpin next week. Get all up in our business. Yeah, here it is again. Ball watching. <laughs> go on, have a go. Mm. Uh, right, now it's time for your highlights of the festive period with Luke Moore. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi um, this is the last highlights of the week of 2014. If oh. I thought about it properly, I would have done highlights of the year, but I didn't, so it's just highlights of the festive period. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. But before I get into it, I should say, I got back from uh, visiting my family for Christmas and back to the house, and it was one of the, it was very cold at the moment, isn't it? One of the coldest mm. times of the year by far. And the boiler was broken. Oh. So Are your t- pipes frozen? I took to Twitter. Oh, I saw you on Twitter I took doing to this. Twitter. That was amazing. I saw this. Took a photo of my boiler. So this is what's wrong with it. This is the error message. A guy called Jay, who is at the big underscore spoon on Twitter, mm. um, <laughs> he helped me fix my boiler. He sent, wow. me direct, he sent me direct messages, tell me what to do, and I've managed to fix it and it actually worked. And for me, that is massive, because I've never fixed anything before in my life. Was it a pressure problem? Um, it was, actually, yeah, mm. it was a pressure problem. It was a pressure not to... Not to Twist the, I won't go into it. It's very boring. But, but <laughs> Have I a look at Luke's it. Twitter feed. Share yeah. the wealth, Luke. Yeah, but, Let um, other people know. I've, it's I've, on Twitter. I hope you guys don't mind, but I've taken executive action and I made no, uh, I think that's a fair. friend of the ramble. Yeah, fair yeah, that's Could fair. Could he be our boiler fixer? The boiler fixer of well, the official boiler fixer <laughs> of the, the ramble. Is, well, the thing is, something you don't know about uh, this uh, situation, Luke, is that I saw your, you getting your boiler fixed on Twitter and it made me ring up my landlord and say, Can you fix my radiator? And he there fixed my radiator. There you go. Lots of things Knock on effect. Yeah. And Jay actually did tweet saying, The best part of my Christmas. The best present of my Christmas was fixing Luke Moore's boiler because the best presents are given, not received. What a man. What a suck. Like no plumber I've ever heard. Like no gas fitter I've ever heard. I sent him a direct message and said, that's been gone too far there. <laughs> no, I didn't really. I was very appreciative. And no, thank you very great. much, Joe. I thought I should thank you personally on the show because um, it's, it's amazing for you to so do So he's the official uh, boiler repairman for the round. Exactly. Stop and blowing smoke up his gas. No. Ooh. I had no idea we could get them to do things. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Yeah. There you go, see. So, um, One yeah. of them did all my Christmas shopping. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One of, one of them. That's what I said. Uh, no, I love you listening. Right, let's go to the highlights. Yes, yeah. if you could. Stay Save me um, everything, Marcus. Jo- John Cook comes in and says, the amateur club, Auckland City FC, finishing third in the Club World Cup and their captain, New Zealand football stalwart, Ivan Vicilic, being named the third best player of the tournament behind Sergio Ramos and Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Wow. I've actually got a personal link to that team because the guy who played right midfield for the team I play for in New Zealand Fixed actually played. Yeah. <laughs> he plays for him and he came on the school of penalty in the shootout in the third place. Right, Wow. James Pritchett I don't know if he listens he probably doesn't but um, 
yeah, he's lost good, if good he doesn't. Yeah, um, Simon Adams says Boxing Day. I was watching Leamington FC. We won four nil, and the ref was pure comedy. He commentated the entire game. Super. For wow. example, for example, this is what the game's going on. <laughs> Great tackle, good battle, unlucky. Uh, <laughs> and Simon no. Simon puts forward a motion which I think we can all get behind. It should be mandatory for a referee. Yes, yeah. I love a bit of that. Yes, mate. and you can listen in mm. on the red button. Um, <laughs> Sean Raymond says Alex Song not celebrating against his old club, then uh, protesting yes. when the goal was. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's going to be one of my I'd like to think it was chalked off because well, he's not celebrating, so it must have. There must be something wrong with it. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, uh, ref's th- just taking the laws into yes. his own hands. David Sanderson has tweeted in saying, discovering that my brother caught chickenpox in 1980 from former Liverpool football club striker Neil Mellor's brother. Nice. Oh, it's a claim Ooh. to fame, isn't it? Not really. Uh, it's got to start somewhere. <laughs> Colin Dunn, this is a nice one. He said, I travelled all the way from the US via Korea to England for my first Anfield experience. Great stuff at the 4-1 victory over Swansea. That's nice. What football's yeah. all about? Yeah. thought I'd put that in there. Um, Robbie Kingston, something, another thing we can all get behind. Mm. He said, the prescience of Morstradamus. <laughs> That's me. The sword of Ga- Damocles hangs delicately over Stuart Pearce's head. Yes, it does, Robbie. <laughs> hasn't happened yet, has it? Yeah, so, it will do, though. Sword of Lucales. Uh, Luke Carpenter said, I saw Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain in Nando's Portsmouth during, doing his best to remain inconspicuous with a hat on and a hoodie up. All in vain, though, as every single member of the staff pointed him out to every customer that walked in. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Varshley, the return of Lord Heskey. Yeah. Yeah, simple, yeah, simple, simple. yeah. Um, There's a couple here for you, Pete, actually. Oliver oh. Noble says... Um, oh, good. Pete, is Alan Pardew a good manager or not? I used to know, and now I'm not so sure. Hashtag Pardew out, hashtag Pardew in. Um, Piers Moyles. Uh, Piers Moyles? Piers Moyles. Oh, Piers Morgan and Chris Moyles. Yeah, oh, unfortunately. Just fucking. <laughs> just fucking. So, like, a, like a worst of humanity. Yeah. But I'm sure Piers is lovely, Piers Moyles. Well, he can't be as bad as that suggests. It's <laughs> literally impossible. My highlight of the week is Pete switching teams and supporting Palace so he can follow Pards. Oh, what happened? It might happen. Crystal Padless. Um, ben Muskelly on another uh, Newcastle tip says, managing to maintain a state of denial about Ashley's next pick for manager, just about long enough to celebrate Pardew going. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got one final one to end with, because it's a Christmas show, I suppose, a bit bumper. This is quite a long one, but it's worth it. Adam John Watson says, my highlight of the festive period was also the biggest nightmare. I was on a later start than the rest of the lads at work when I received a phone call from one of them telling me Dan had come back from sick and wants me to go in and get him a secret Santa gift. He'd come back from sick? So he'd come back early from being ill. So so as a result, he needed a secret Santa gift bought for him. Right, right? okay. He says, so I went off to Mike Ashley's Sporting Football Emporium. (laughs) Um, Knowing Dan is a massive Sunderland fan. Mm. I thought an easy prezi would be a a Sunderland uh, calendar, um, which pained me to buy because I'm a you know, Newcastle fans only four days after the derby mm. uh, he said I'm stood in the queue when I looked behind me to see the one and only Peter Beardsley oh. <laughs> mm. he said being a kid in, in, in the 90s he was my hero so without hesitation I said hello mate how you doing Peter smiled and said hello back and looked at what I was carrying in oh. my hand a Sunderland oh. calendar no no um, I then spent the rest of the way in line trying to explain that I was a Newcastle fan <laughs> and had I don't think he believed me I asked him to sign every page in the calendar which he politely did so, so, <laughs> that's, that's a good becoming that's a Amazing present. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's really good. So he says at the end of my saying, so fuck you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to Peter Beardley, who's made me a hero of our call centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, do they have to shop in there? Apparently, so. yeah, <laughs> it's part of it. Very few <laughs> shops open. Yeah. Part of it. Yeah. I'd like to give Eric Abadal a mensch. Yes, mm. very much. Um, so. Yeah, he, he retired from mm. a, a, an amazing playing career, and of course, coming back from uh, cancer, it was wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. With a um, liver, I believe. Liver. Yeah. That's yeah. right. 
Um, so yeah, that was. Uh, I, I just you forget, you know, Eric Abadal. What, what amazing, career he's had? He's yeah, what well, amazing yeah. achievement that was in itself, just coming back from that. But yeah, yeah winning Champions and, League. And Jonas has been playing friendlies again, hasn't he? He's back he's, in. He just finished his second one against Gita, I think. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Played the full ninety. Good stuff. Which um, he never uh, used to do before. Which is <laughs> <what I'm saying>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, one story that emerged over the festive period was um, uh, apparently a very irate Roy Keane went round to give Tom Cleverley a visit. Yeah, yeah I heard about that. Terrifying. Yeah, apparently it was. Um, <laughs> he was very upset that Tom Cleverley said Keane was very confrontational with the players, so he went round to confront Tom Cleverley about that. Who's <laughs> um, <laughs> the smallest one? <laughs> <laughs> it was alleged that Big Roy rang the doorbell and waited for 15 minutes. I mean, and we know this because apparently it was captured on Tom Cleverley's CCTV, which clearly had been in, in yeah. installed when he heard Roy Keane was <laughs> yeah, coming yeah, around. Can <laughs> you imagine he's there for 15 minutes unblinking yeah. the whole time? Yeah. With his finger on the bell yeah. the whole time? Yeah. Just Tom Cleverly walking, walking past the little screen and patting it. You've done your job. I like, I like the idea of like Tom Cleverly coming home. See, is that right? Fucking hell. <laughs> Get back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> marvellous, marvellous. Um, um, uh, the Ramble 2014 oh, compilation. Yeah. Before we go, I should mention that um, the very Ramble Christmas, the best of 2014, was uh, unfortunately, um, through no fault of our own, removed by iTunes from iTunes. Too sexy. Uh, Too yeah. sexy. Yeah. We're working on getting it back on iTunes, of course, and hopefully we'll better do that in, in the near future, in which we'll keep you posted. But in the meantime, if you do want to buy it, and we would be very grateful if you would to do that, it's £1.79. Uh, you can do it through PayPal, and the details are on the footballround.com. It's about an hour and 40 minutes, all the best bits of 2014. We very much appreciate our contribution. £1.79 on the footballround.com, and we'll let you know when it's back up on iTunes. We're hopeful to get it up there. As but you can. you can still buy it, Luke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go to the mm. website, and uh, the deets are there. Mm. Um, uh, any more for any more? It feels uh, like well, a bumper show this week. Yeah, mm. it's, been, it's been long. It's been... Uh, I'll oh, tell you exactly what bumper it is. It's around about an hour and a quarter. Mm, uh, yeah, uh, Chelsea versus Newcastle will be the next Barclays Premier League commentary match on Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. Russ Williams on Build Up, John and Clive are doing the commentary uh, before Wrighty and Stoney return at five o'clock. Obviously, yeah, Clive, uh, uh, Clive Allen um, climbing into the hot seat uh, in the power vacuum that has ensued after Clark Carlisle. So, uh, get well soon, Clark Carlisle. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Wish him all the best. Absolutely. Mm. Um, there we are. If you want to get in touch, the email is show at thefootballramble.com. Uh, the Twitter is at footballramble. And get yourselves over to the website, thefootballramble.com, with the aforementioned uh, compilation, which is there to be bought for your lovely ears. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye and Happy New Year, everyone. Say goodbye, Luke. Yeah, goodbye. Happy New Year. Say goodbye, Pete. Show it in. Happy New Year. And all agreed from me. <laughs> But can, I hear from, can I hear from Pete now, please? When I was in Cubs, I was molested on stage by a vicar. <laughs> okay. a genuine true story. Good stuff. What, showing what the rest sort of, the, of molesting? He was showing the rest of the troop uh, the, where the lungs were by Ooh. stroking my uh, naked chest. I no, mean, that's not, why, that's not a molestation. No, I'm not having that. That's a molestation. No, why it is about the man of the cloth like that. Why no, did if he he's need to take a, If he's having a rummage off. in your pants, fair why enough. Why did he need to take my top off to show all of the rest of the Cubs my Because you always take your top off. Because you can't see is my lungs tri- through the skin. Is that so what triggered it off? You presumably you in your nip nips. Yeah, exactly. Presumably everyone was topless. This being a you know, northeastern <laughs> sheltered. <laughs> Why did you show them where the lungs were? But it, it, why are you bringing a vicar in for a biology lesson? 
Why do they use the good-looking kid who looks like Macaulay Culkin? That's all I'm asking. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.